Thank you for tuning in to Shop Small ILM, where we showcase locally owned businesses from the Cape Fear area. And hopefully in the process, we get a lot of information that you can use to better your small businesses by talking to successful locally owned businesses about their challenges and struggles and their successes. So if you like what you hear, make sure you go over and hit the subscribe button so you automatically get this podcast every time it drops. So today on the podcast, we have Rocco Caranto, the co-founder of Tama Tea, a sparkling green tea company based right here in Wilmington. The company started as a cafe in 2015 and has now evolved to shipping its healthy drink options even on Amazon. Rocco, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. So can you tell us a little bit about the journey and uh, you know what got you started in the tea industry? Journey, roller coaster, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Um, well, in the tea business, we had recently sold a company and we were doing some consulting and different things um, and started a cafe, Tama Cafe. It was okay. in the forum. Uh, next to Boom Bilates. Um And then we opened up a location in Chapel Hill and then one in Raleigh. Imagine like your local coffee shop, yeah. um, but tea-focused products. We had 30 different types of tea from all over the world. Okay. Uh, we also had coffee, food, um, cool different seating, things like that. Um, and then we had started working on a sparkling tea. Um, we had seen, excuse me, we were looking for like a carbonated tea to put it okay. like in our like grab-and-go. Yeah. And we're like, man, that would be great because we were we were working with some keg systems, you know, doing some R&D in our cafe and working okay. on some different things. And we just threw some tea in there one day and carbonated it, and it was awesome. But there All was right. nothing else like it out there. We had looked coast to coast, our distributors. We couldn't find a, a carbonated tea at that time. It was like 2017, 2018. We couldn't find anything else out there. And so we were like, oh, man. So we started working with Judd and the, and the guys over at Rice Beach Brewery. Yeah, and started kind of tinkering on a little side project of carbonating some tea, um, made some small batches, put a sticker on it, and put it in our grab and go at Tama Cafe, and it was just immediately our most popular product in the entire cafe. Wow! We're like, well, this is interesting. So then we just basically kept working on that side pet project as we had our three locations of Tama Cafe. Um, we picked up some big distribution. Was starting to go from. Um, New York to Florida, starting to be really exciting. That was 2019. We go out in January of 2020 to New York to really solidify with our broker team and drove up there with a a Tahoe full of Tama. Yeah. And was going to go, we went, I'll say door to door. We had our, our new broker team like highlight 20 new accounts in New York City. Okay. Because we had heard that New York City, if you're going to make it in beverage, that's where you need to go. And okay. so we're like, well, let's take the bull by the horns. Let's go. And so our new newly hired broker team, were like, give us your best accounts. We're going to go out and meet them ourselves, like as the founders. Yeah. We did it. It was great. It was exciting. We're getting things going. And then, um, as you know, <laughs> right after January of 2020, yeah. um, all you know what hits the fan. Yes. And then... Ironically, it like the epicenter of all the pandemonium is New York City. Yeah. We had just invested all this time, energy, and money. Um, and so, you know, our heads are spinning as everyone's is in their own little worlds. Yeah. And we have three cafes. We're open. We're closed. You know, we're, you know, mass, not mass. We're 
disinfecting the, the, and yeah. whatever. It's it was a nightmare. Yeah. And Chapel Hill and Raleigh is a mess. And so we decided uh one of our leases was actually up at the end of twenty twenty. Um, okay. um and so we were like, Do you re sign a lease in December of twenty twenty? Like it's still pandemonium. Yeah. And you have no there's no end in sight. And so we made the tough decision, close all of our cafes. Yeah. And double down on our sparkling tea. Okay. Yeah. That was a that was a bold move. So. Yeah, that was a big pivot. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Okay, now so I want to back up a little bit because you mentioned some previous businesses before Tama. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of tell us what what that was. Yeah, so right after high school, uh, high school, right after college, <laughs> yeah. uh, buddies, uh, roommates, and I, Jason and Wells, um, who were friends throughout college at UNC Wilmington. Okay. Uh, we we scrounged our change together and we opened up our first store. It was the Fuzzy Peach on Racine. Okay. Um, yeah, so we opened up a frozen yogurt shop. It was one of the first frozen shop frozen yogurt shops self serve on the East Coast. Yeah. And it was immediately successful. If if I listeners have been in Wilmington for a while, yeah. I mean, we just caught lightning in a bottle there. We opened our second location, third, fourth, fifth, and Wilmington, and then started the franchise. Okay. Um, opened up 20 across the country. Okay. And um, had another 20 in development when we sold the company to a publicly traded company, Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory. Ice, okay. Big ice cream publicly traded company. So they purchased us. I mean, it was kind of, you know, bang, bang, bang. We, yeah. we it was about four years after opening, we grew to that and, and exited. Um, and we were still super young. Yeah. You say that so humbly, like it, it, it just happened, but I mean that <laughs> this is twice you guys have really like set a trend. I remember when Fuzzy Peach became a thing. Yeah, um, I'm from here, so um, it exploded, and yeah. then now you've done that again with Tama. Yeah, um, and having you know another product line that just kind of first to market and explosive growth. So that's impressive. Yeah, thanks. No, I mean, yeah, there's a lot to it, of course. Yeah. Um, more than a quick podcast for sure for sure but um but no i mean business is interesting right yeah um and wells and i so there was jason wells and myself wells and his wife kelly the three of us are the founders of tama okay uh jason actually went on to be one of the early folks helping uh don and Ivana at clean eats okay so um yeah he's heavily and to clean eats from the early days there. And so he's been doing great work over there. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the three of us did actually Wells and I did some stuff in between, but like okay. kind of consulting, we were involved here and there, but nothing that we had started on our own. Okay. And so, and then Tama cafe and then Tama tea. And so that's been a real focus of a, you know, of ours for, yeah. And we opened the cafe in 2015, been okay. at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, business itself is kind of it's it's simple but it's not easy to accomplish yeah and you probably know this as a business owner it's you know you probably see other ac companies that you're like how are you guys missing this you know you're messing this and that up yeah of course you're not going to tell them that you (laughs) know but um it's it's creating a, a product or service and then selling that for a profit to a customer that you're satisfied with it and the customer is satisfied with it so much so that they would like to purchase again. Yeah, it has right? to be a win-win. 
If it's not, if the customer feels like they're screwed or you don't get paid, that doesn't, it doesn't work. No. Right. Now there's blocking and tackling past that. As you know, you do great branding and marketing. I've seen your trucks around and, you know, and then customer service has to be, so there's a lot that goes to making sure that those things happen. But yeah. once those things happen, you know, customer delight is, is paramount. Yeah. And so we really focus on that. We've, we've never had a product that was, you know, cost oriented. We've okay. tried to have a premium product at, at, you know, most of the brands I've been involved with, especially Tama. Okay. Um, you know, this can of tea is two ninety nine. Yeah. Um, and so for the listeners, I have some product here, but yeah, I mean, it's two ninety nine because the liquid inside of it is second to none. Right. And yeah. we'd sell, we sold tea in the cafe, brewed it for customers for well more than two ninety nine. you yeah. know? And if we'd still be open today, just, you know, three years after we ended up closing the cafes with, um, price increases and everything else, it'd be more than two ninety nine, anyways. Yeah, cafe. absolutely. I mean, so like this can right here, this is our latest and greatest, the ginger mate here. Okay. So if you spin that can around, look at the ingredients. So it's organic yerba mate, which is a type of tea organic ginger juice and organic lemon. So everyone knows ginger juice is incredibly good for you. Um, and there's, there's, yerba mate is a type of tea that is just naturally highly caffeinated. Yeah. Um, it's incredibly good for you. If anybody is a soccer fan, you probably saw um, Argentina win the World Cup. Yeah. They brought 1,500 pounds of loose yerba mate to the World Cup because that's how much they drink it. They don't drink coffee, they don't drink energy drinks. They drink yerba mate. Oh, wow. I did not realize it's that. incredibly good for you, and it's just naturally uplifting. It doesn't give you the jitters. doesn't make you, like, crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, when you drink, like, too many cappuccinos yeah. or Red Bulls or what have you. Um, it's like four hours of a clean energy with zero sweeteners. There's four ingredients in this can. Yeah, I was going to say there's... I mean, four ingredients, including water. That, that, yeah. Water is one of the four. And so. it's actually a, a spring water. We actually brew at a beta brewery in New Orleans now. And okay. so it's a it's an amazing spring water. Like the water at a, in a beta springs is like, it's weird to say water is delicious, but like it's, yeah. it's amazing. And being spring water, the, the reason that's so good for you is all the, all the natural good minerals, minerals yeah. in the water. Okay. That's impressive. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely get where you're talking about. It's the best liquid possible inside the game. For sure. I mean, we have product in Whole Foods in the southeast. Okay. Um, we're in a, a chain called Central Markets in Texas. They're like a Whole Foods. If, if anybody's been, been in Texas, they've probably seen HEB. Yeah. You know, big brand out there. It's a, it's like a sister, it, not a sister, it's like a subsidiary of theirs. So, so HEB okay. owns Central Markets. Okay. It's like HEB's higher end kind okay. of store, like a Whole Foods. Okay. Um, and then we just launched a chain out in LA called Bristol farms. Again, super high end. I mean, okay. I mean, the, there's like Rolls Royces and, and Bugattis in the parking lots of all these stores, you know? And like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and all the shelves that we're on, we just looked, we've looked at every single shelf. I mean, it's the cleanest, you know, product on the shelf. And the reason is it's very expensive and very difficult to brew with real ingredients at scale. Yeah. And so, like, if you came into our cafe back in the day and you said, oh, can you make me a cup of, of mango green tea? Yeah. And I would say, sure. And I grabbed a cup and then poured in some, like, thick concentrate okay. and then dripped in some natural flavors and then added some ex extracts and then X, Y, and Z, you know, and added in some fake sugar and then 
poured the water in and stirred it and handed it to you. You'd be like, what in the hell is going on here? But it was all processed and but that's yeah, concentrated. And so that'd be weird, right? Yeah. When, you, when you go into a cafe, you expect tea to be brewed with some fruit in yeah. it and all good and, and brewed it up and excited. And boom, here I go. Well, that's not how it's done once it goes into a bottle or a can. I know it's not. I And you, as the customer, can know it's not too because you can just spin the can around and look at the ingredients. Yeah. Once it says extracts, natural flavors, concentrates, which they all do. Okay. So we actually called up the natural flavor company um, or a couple of them when we were like starting to work on this, like really naive yeah. and like just genuinely calling them up and being like, okay, we see, I'll stay on my, my mango yeah. example here. It's like, we see you have this mango flavor here. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a mango natural flavor. Uh-huh. Yes. And they'd be like, well, like, what is it? Like, like, like what is in this? I have the sample you sent me in my hand. It's a clear liquid. Yeah. Like, what is it? And they would say it's a natural flavor. And we're like, great. You said that, but like, what is the natural flavor? Like, where did that come from? Yeah. And they'd be like, it's a proprietary, blah, blah, blah. like literally uh, me as the manufacturer, like me making the product, I would not know what, was what it is once I made it. So you, the customer sure as hell is not going to have no clue, no clue. <laughs> and anything flavoring that's proprietary can't be natural. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's natural in the fact that like it might occur naturally. Okay. Right. Okay. But it's not yeah. mango. Yeah. Cause it's if it's not. mango, they would say mango. That's right. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's funny. The little things you find out as you deep dive into the industry and stuff like that. Oh, so. yeah. Okay. Um, I, I was just, I was really impressed. Normally I, pay attention more now uh, mm -hmm. than I ever have. I've been trying to eat better and everything. So yeah. I was really impressed to spin it around and see four ingredients that I could actually pronounce. So and then zero was, sweeteners, which yeah. is really big because the the industry is starting to catch on, right? Yeah. They'll say no sugar. And you're like, oh, good, there's no sugar. But then they've got all this fake sugar in it. Yeah, maldextrose and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, 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 erythritol and, yeah. and you know, and stevia and, and monk fruit and all these other fake sugars. Yeah. And me personally, I don't like stevia and all these fake sugars. Like no. if I'm drink, like I'd rather just have the real sugar if yeah. I'm gonna do it. Like, like bear. But I know some people can't because of you know, yeah, you know whatever their health restrictions, diabetes whatever. and stuff like that for sure. Sure, but um, but yeah, it's a scam. So what we say now is like no sweeteners. Our first ever can said no sugar, and I was like, all these other people are saying no sugar too, and yeah. I was like, that's BS. So now we say unsweetened or no sweeteners. Okay. To kind of catch all, be like, no, we're not hiding anything. There's no sweeteners. Now, how many you've brought a brought assortment, a, a plethora, here. a plethora. That's a very <laughs> good. I mean, there's uh, five different types right here. Yeah. How many? Um, different not gonna types. lie, I thought I had some of my rose mate in the truck, and I did not, so I apologize. Okay. So you got five out of six. <laughs> okay, so there's six total. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. I got, I got. We have three green teas that we launched with. Okay. And then we've most recently, and green tea has about 45 milligrams of caffeine. That's that's comparable okay. to like a soda. Okay. Of course, completely opposite of soda, but comparable yeah. in in, uh, in caffeine level. Okay. And then the yerba mate that you're holding, we got three flavors of yerba mate. Okay. Again, yerba mate is not scary. Our East Coast folks, like I said, we were just uh, in LA. Yeah. And on the West Coast, and um, 
you know, being from North Carolina, we can dig at, at in LA for a million different reasons. Yes. Um, and they would all be, be founded. Yeah. Yeah. Completely they, legitimate reasons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> being my second time out there in the last two, last month and a half. It, yeah. I'm glad I live over here. Amen. But at the same time, um, weather's amazing. Yeah. And they're usually ahead on trends. Everyone out there knows what yerba mate is. Okay. Every single person. Yeah. Like it was odd when we bumped into somebody and like, no, what's that? Like, I think like one out of a hundred. Really? Ninety-nine out of a hundred people know what it is. Okay. Um. So I believe that that trend is coming. I mean, we're banking on it. Okay. Um. But to break it down simply is on the East Coast, where he's like, it's a natural, you know, it's a yeah. it's a natural energy drink. If so we now, start with that, you know. So now. Is it naturally occurring? Like in- yeah, yerba mate is a plant, as you know, as um, as green tea is, right? Yeah, and but- so the caffeine comes directly from the yerba mate that we're brewing. Okay, um, I guess what I was going to say, probably a better way, is it like from? Is it naturally occurring in like Mexico or something? Like I'm trying to figure out why it would be that they all understand. Sure. Um, the product, the, the tea not- actually is, I mean, back to the, you know, Argentina, the, the tea is actually grown in Argentina. Okay. okay. Um, and so South and Central America, um, I mean, it's big. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and so the reason that LA and, and the West coast has caught on to it, you know, before us, I mean, we'd probably be a, a deeper dive there, I guess, to figure out the reason why. But yeah. it, it just so happens that West Coast usually, ironically enough, I also found uh, frozen yogurt, self-serve frozen yogurt um, on the West Coast and brought, really? brought it over here. Okay. So. <laughs> That's crazy. You do hear that, though, that they seem to be just ahead of yeah, the, the trends. trends a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they can keep everything else though. Keep everything else. <laughs> I've actually never been to Southern California. I've, I've heard it's nicer than. I mean, um, the Northern. weather is amazing. Yeah. I yeah. mean, amazing. I've spent some time in San Francisco and um, like Sunnyvale. It's yeah. A miserable place. I mean, it is pretty <laughs> when you get away from all the people. <laughs> well, and, you know, not as many air conditioned units out yeah. there. You yeah, know, they not, don't. Not as much. Yeah, not they don't have AC units. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, all right. So, um, Rocco, you know, small businesses face a lot of different challenges. Um, I, I can only imagine uh, what it's like bringing a product like this to market. You know, tell us about some of the stuff that you guys have had to overcome. Yeah. I mean, first of all, it's a very, very expensive endeavor. Yeah. Um, we were we were lucky that uh, a very well-financed individual um, who had recently exited um, from his publicly traded company that he's founded himself. Okay. Um, he had recently sold that company and walked into our cafe back in the day, like a month after we opened. Okay. And had a great experience, you know, back to customer delight. delight. We, tra- we train, we, from the get go, we trained all of our employees to treat every customer, you know, like the four seasons, you yeah. know, like the Ritz, like the customer needs to be delighted. Like yeah. that's how we win against Starbucks. And so he got a great experience and he shot us a message from um, a potential investor who was the subject line. And um, we hit it off and he gave us a little bit of money to help grow to the three locations and then um, has basically been funding the company ever since because the beverage industry is a very, very expensive industry. 
I can only imagine. I mean, the the big names own everything. I mean, it is. So that's the number one challenge is literally just cash. Yeah. You know, and and being comfortable with, I don't want to say burning cash, but it, it feels like that sometimes, but just spending a, an absorbent amount of, of cash. Yeah. You know, when we opened, when we started uh, selling at Whole Foods, which we called open, you know, when we opened Whole Foods yeah. in the Southeast, it's 45 locations in the Southeast. Okay. Um, and so I got a lot of congratulations, texts and things like that. What people don't realize is it literally cost us $40,000 the first year to be on those shelves, like wow. all in because yeah. they want you to promote the product. They want you to send them a case of each flavor for free per store. Yeah. They want you. And you know, the other little dirty secret is like when you see something for sale, which you kind of always see at the grocery store, yeah. you know, it's called being on promo. And so, you know, from rice to soup to everything's on sale at some point. Yeah. Um, Harris Teeter didn't pay for that. No. Nah. You know, Publix didn't didn't pay for that. The the supplier yeah. is paying for that. Harris Teeter gets paid the same no matter what they sell it for. Yeah. Um, and so that cost goes back to the business. Um, and so all those things add up, you know. Um, there's brokers, there's distributors, distributors, the big feed to get our liquid that we're selling around the country. Yeah. You know, we're shipping liquid around the country to all these stores. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of, a lot of hands in the pot. Everybody. So the, the goal is, is to keep driving the volume up, you yeah. know, to get, and it's not necessarily to open up more stores, more doors, um, is what we call it more, you know, yeah. um, is, to have more sales per door, right? Okay. So if we're in 44 Whole Foods, it would be more interesting to us to sell twice as much product in those 44 rather than to have 88, 88. And, and you know, yeah, to have more cost less volume. to move a second pallet at the same. Well, location. also you show that data, yeah. right? So you show that data. This is how much product we're moving per store. That's yeah. the data. That's the KPI for the business folks. You know, the key performance indicator that you look at yeah. um, is how many units per store you're selling. Okay. You know, per week or what have you. And you show that data, um, you know, to the next folks to, you know, and, and that's the key indicator that you look at. You okay. know, you can't fake sales through the door. Yeah. Um, you can, there's a lot of things you can do to bump that number, but you can't fake it. Can't fake it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, you direct to consumer sales as well? Yeah, we do mm -hmm. Amazon, uh, like you said at the beginning, and uh, and our website as well, tomatee.com. Okay. Um, do pretty well on that. Yeah. Uh, continuing to, you know, get the cost down on, on shipping liquid around the country. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but the more we sell, the better, you know, our uh, we use UPS, and, and the better UPS helps us to, you know, it's an economies yeah. of scale yeah. matrix pretty straightforward there so yeah. the more you sell the more you have leverage to drive that cost down yeah um makes sense but yeah i mean we do a lot like i said customer delight i get a high color branded box like we started out of course in like a brown box yeah and i was like dude we're selling a case of tea for like 25 to 30 bucks yeah like that's not cheap and i realized that you know as a dad of three you know, I'm watch. We're watching every dollar as a household too. Yeah. I'm like, if someone gets this box, like they spent a good amount of money on it, right? Yeah. And so when they open that up, it's got to be 
not just the liquid in the can, the can itself, what's inside the box, and then the yeah. box itself. It needs to be an experience. It's an experience. And so like we spend a lot of time energy of making sure that that box is cool. Um, we had a lot of humor. If you guys follow us on Instagram, yeah. always doing silly stuff on there. Um, made a pretty ridiculous reel today, actually. Tomatico. Okay. All right. I had to check that out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My job is ridiculous. But, yeah, I spent some time this morning making a silly reel. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so opening up that box, you know, handwritten note goes in there, you know. Yeah. Nice tissue paper that's on brand. And then the box itself has, you know, some silly things written on it, you yeah. know, that's all in line with our branding. And so. Well, it's good to see you keeping that customer delight even, even as you scale. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it's not cheap. And no. so the little things that we can do, and honestly, when, when we, because we would buy, you know, 50, 100 boxes brown at a time. Yeah. Well, now I'm ordering 2,000 boxes branded, you know, full color. Yeah. And it's honestly about the same price. Yeah. Um, but it had to be really creative and find supply. It's not gonna, no one's going to just walk you know, over yeah. to you and say, Hey, this is the roadmap. This is how you need to do it. Yeah. It's just continuing to think about that customer delight and that customer experience. Like if I was the customer and I just paid that, what would I expect? Yeah, absolutely. So I always like to ask, you know, what advice would you give to another aspiring entrepreneur or business owner? I think one of the big things is, is pretty obvious. It's kind of looking at how you would differentiate yourself. Right. Um, and so like, how can you create your niche in the market yeah. and what business are you going to be in? And are you going to be satisfied? You know, what's the goal, you know, where are you getting to? And, um, so like a, for instance, is a lot of people are like friends and such would be like, why don't you have a caffeine free option? That'd be great. Right. If you, cause you're going, you have this 45 and then you have this 120 milligram caffeine. Yeah. Like what if you had a caffeine free option? And we've thought about that. Right. And so caffeine free, how would we differentiate? You know, there are so many just like sparkling waters and like, yeah. we're big Spindrift fans, uh, my wife and I. Okay. And how are you going to beat Spindrift? At, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's technically a caffeine free, I mean, it's a sparkling water, Yeah. but it's amazing. Like, how do you, so like, how would I arguably differentiate myself? Yeah. Like on our green teas and our Euromantes, like... I can tell you exactly how I differentiate from our competitors and even our our um, our indirect competitors like coffee and, and energy drinks, yeah. and then our direct competitors like other uh, other Yerbamates on the market. Yeah, you know, our our products cleaner. You know, just just look at the ingredients at you know at the big competitors in the space. Yeah. Um, so knowing exactly what you're good at and what yeah yeah what or what the market's you. missing. Yeah. You know. Um, when I was looking for business ideas, one of the ideas I told my wife is like, think about where you're frustrated in your like normal day. Yeah. And that's where there's opportunity. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Cause if you have that frustration, someone else does too. Yeah. Now, if it's like, you know, I can't scratch my back type, you know, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe that's a QVC shark tank type idea, or maybe it's, you know, I can't get, you know, good AC service in this town, you know? Yeah. You know, that type of thing. Definitely. Um, any of your frustrations, um, that's where a business comes from. But when someone else is crushing it, like why go after Spindrift? And you know, I'm saying Spindrift because because it's a good product. It's yeah, a great yeah, one. That's yeah. one I enjoy. And and arguably, what's funny is I actually listened to a podcast on Spindrift after we had started our sparkling tea, 
And he had the same exact, uh, you know, thing happen to him yeah. where he started making his, his sparkling water and then started going to the nat. He, he was saying like verbatim what I was saying earlier is yeah. he went to the natural flavor companies. He's like, Oh, that's what you do. And they couldn't tell him what it was either. And I was, I was like <laughs> yelling at my, like, at my, my car radio or whatever, my yeah. you know, uh, podcast. I was like, that's what I did. Yeah. You know, like, um, and so we are akin to a spindrift. Yeah. You know, a spindrift uses real fruits and making their, their sparkling water. Yeah. And we're using real tea, fruits, and herbs to make our sparkling tea. Okay. Um, so, yeah, if you're out there spindrift and you're trying to purchase, uh, you know, a yeah. tea company, you can, <laughs> see you, ha- you can see what happens. See what happens. Rocco, I appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us today. Yeah. Um, I, I really appreciate you bringing by, um, f- you know, five flavors for us to try. Yeah, uh, toss them in the fridge. Yeah, we're Let gonna, your folks try them. I'm yeah. excited to hear what you think. I think you're going to have uh, um, some new raving fans for sure. So I hope so. Um, anybody out there that's looking for, um, you know, a guilt-free uh, way of getting their caffeine fix, um, I would definitely recommend you reach out and uh, try Tama Tea. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Shop Small ILM, powered by Salt Air Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe so you get updated when new episodes are released.